A binge-worthy show about Jesus? The Chosen Season 3 is here. Come and see what the buzz is about. The Chosen explores the imperfect and messy relationships of real humans following Jesus. The first six episodes are available now. Stream each new episode for free. Plus, watch exclusive content like The After Show, only in the new Chosen app. Download The Chosen app on mobile and TV streaming devices. Visit BingeJesus.com to learn more. Hey, MEAC fans, it's time to step into a championship. The 2023 MEAC Men's and Women's Basketball Tournament tips off March 8th through the 11th at the Scope Arena in Norfolk, Virginia. Join all the Me action with competitive basketball games, fun theme nights, and fan fests, official after parties, and comedy shows. Tickets are on sale via Ticketmaster, and you can log on to MEACHoops.com for more info. The 2023 MEAC Basketball Tournament. Who will be crowned champion? Welcome to the Fantrax Toolshed, a podcast covering all aspects of fantasy baseball to help you win all of your fantasy leagues. From dynasty to prospects to redraft, we got you covered. Now, here are your hosts, Eric Cross and Chris Clay. All right, baseball fanatics around the world, welcome to the Toolshed. This is episode 78 of the Fantrax Toolshed with Clayton Cross, powered by Fantrax and FantraxHQ.com. I'm your host, Eric Cross. We have a special episode for you all today. We're not going to be talking any rankings or strategy or players. Well, we'll talk about one player, as this is a bonus interview episode of the Fantrax Toolshed. We have a great interview with Robert Hassel III. Love Robert Hassel. Obviously, he's been a, a favorite of ours here on the Toolshed for a while now as he had his debut season here in 2021. And with me for this interview, of course, my 80-grade co-host, Mr. Chris Clay. Chris, what's going on, man? Yeah, this is very exciting. Looking forward to this conversation. Uh, Robert, obviously, being a top draft pick, a top prospect, and having a great first season. Really looking forward to this and what he has to say. It's going to be a fun one, and you don't want to stick around for the whole thing. A lot of great things he has to say for sure. Yeah, he was. We already recorded the uh, interview with Robert a little while ago. It, it was absolutely phenomenal. We uh, we had some set questions here that we got into, but just the how in depth he was with some of his answers was great. And we get into a lot of you know, some fun questions, but some questions about his game, what he's working on. You know, going through the last couple of years through the COVID year and his first year in in twenty twenty one here in the minor league. So. A lot, of, a lot of good chat here uh, with Robert Hassel III for sure. But before we get into that, let's get the usual housekeeping here. You can follow us on Twitter. Chris is at RotoClegg. I am at EricCross04. And our show is at Fantrax Toolshed. If you enjoy our podcast, please rate and review. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Fantrax Toolshed for extra content from both of us. And, of course, check out all the other great written and audio work we have on the Fantrax HQ network, including our other podcasts, SB Streamer. Fantasy Hockey Life, Fantasy Football Addicts, Define Fantasy Football, and Fantasy Football POV. Well, let's get right to it here. Before we bring on uh, and get you into Robert Hassel's interview here, let's just chat a little bit about his 2021 season. Uh, started out at low A Lake Elsinore. Uh, moved up to high A Fort Wayne later on in the season. Overall, played 110 games, 516 plate appearances, 
slash 302-393-470, 33 doubles, 11 home runs, 34 steals, when he caught six times, 66 walks, 99 strikeouts overall. So very, very productive first full season after being drafted eighth overall in the 2020 draft uh, from Independence High School in Thompson's Station, Tennessee. Uh, so Tennessee kid going out west so far. Great first season, like I said, both offensively and defensively in center field here. Uh, Chris, what were your uh, thoughts from his first full season here? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was probably better than we could have asked for someone transitioning for sure. to professional baseball and missing you know, a full year before that. And he he talks about this a little bit in the interview, so I won't spoil it all. But we, we saw him you know, dominate in low A, which gave him a deserved bump to high A. And we saw the power develop. He's going to talk about that. He's going to talk about the strength and how he's working to add that strength. And just the feel to hit for average, the ability to walk, and you know, he has a great thing, great things to say about his, his plate discipline and and how and why he he does earn so many walks. And I thought overall it was just a very standout season. I mean, between both levels, hit 302, had a near 400 OBP and 11 home runs, stood out and stolen bases as well with 34. And he even mentioned he's not even satisfied with that. So you love to see that. Very hungry for more, and you'll definitely hear about that in the interview. Yes, for sure. It's a lot of great answers from Robert Hassel. And if you think like the Padres have a lot of talent now, just there's still a lot more talent here, especially with Robert Hassel and C.J. Abrams leading the way. Uh, once that you get those two up there to add into Tatis and Cronenworth and Grisham and Machado, it's just going to be an absolutely loaded offense uh, all, all around. And very, very excited about. Hassel and Abrams coming up here and you know Hassel's been a favorite of mine since the 2020 draft was very high on on his skill set coming out of high school and as guess Chris mentioned he's kind of you know I think we all had fairly lofty expectations for Hassel obviously drafted eighth overall you know you always have that that higher expectation threshold than you would we you know drafted third or fourth round obviously so expectations were already high and I think he at least met them met them and frankly he exceeded a lot of people's expectations for sure uh, but I don't think there's any surprise to him. He's a very confident kid. Uh, loved loved his you know the way he broke down some things, and uh, you're gonna hear that all right after the break here. So don't go anywhere. Robert Hassel is coming up next. Want to create a breakthrough gene therapy or life-saving vaccine? Pioneer Aerospace Excellence? Take your hospitality tech brand international? Montgomery County, Maryland is where you can do all that and more. Use our ideal location next to D.C. Diverse world-class talent and our vast business resources to be the next company to make your mark and transform the world. Visit bnext.thinkmoco.com. That's bnext.thinkmoco.com to learn how we can help you create something remarkable. All right, and joining us now, he is an outfield prospect in the San Diego Padres organization. Robert Hassel III joins us. Robert, thanks for joining us. How are you? I'm good. How y'all? How y'all doing? Good. Yeah, d- doing great over here. How's uh, how's sure. everything with you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Enjoying my time uh, in the off season, and you know, getting to work and yeah. How how is the off season? Yeah, uh, how is how is the off season going so far for you? It's uh, it's good. I'm in uh, I'm in Nashville right now, and I've been kind of going back and forth from here to Arizona and and back and that sort of thing. But just kind of you know setting into a routine here, and it's been it's been good. It's been fun. You guys have uh, anything going on out in Arizona? I know obviously major league stuff's closed down, but are you you guys still able to work out the complex and everything? 
Yeah, I, they still have uh, strength camps. Um, I, I don't think I'm going to be going to this next one because I'm getting with a uh, with a one on one trainer over here and near my house, and that's going to be good. But uh, I went to one for about 17 days, um, close to a month ago. So they're still having some stuff for sure. Yeah, um, that, that's awesome to hear. Glad glad that that's still going on. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, the, yeah. The craziness. <laughs> Yeah, with all, with everything going on, it's still been fun, definitely, for sure. Well, you know, let's take us through last year, the, the weird. Well, I guess that's almost two years now. The weird twenty twenty season for you. Mm-hmm. Um, that was your uh, the COVID year shutting down, and then your senior season, the whole draft process. Can you kind of walk us through that a little bit. What that was like for you? Uh, yeah, I so we didn't play. Well, actually, I played two games when I was a senior. That's it. Um, but then we knew pretty quickly that we weren't playing the rest of the season. So, uh, and I felt good with where I was at, you know, for the draft and stuff. So I just kind of made sure I was doing what I was doing. What I was supposed to be doing and, and working hard and, you know, staying up to date on everything and um, making improvements, certain places, but just main thing was just keeping up with, you know, trying to match the workload I would be having if I was playing a season. And I think that helped me. And then, I didn't really, you know, I might, everybody kind of, you know, had to, had some adjusting to do. I feel like once, once everything got back and everybody was back to, back to normal baseball wise, but, you know, in my opinion, I didn't, didn't really skip a beat. I I thought, I I thought I was, you know, it was a easy transition um, to pro ball. And obviously there's been some challenges along the way, but it's, you know, going into it, it's like, it's more mental than anything, you know, if it's, if you're mentally overwhelmed, then it's going to show, but I really wasn't. I think it was, uh, I think it was smooth. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, and so, yeah, kind of was what was what it was. Yeah. And that's something we hear a lot when we talk to, you know, pro baseball players is this, a lot of it's just mental. It's just being there mentally and knowing that you can do it. So I think that's a big factor for sure. Mm -hmm. Going, Going back to the draft a little bit. Um, how soon, like, did you know ahead of time that the Padres had planned on drafting you? Can you kind of take us through that process of like draft day? Did you know ahead of time or how did that yeah. all unfold? Yeah. So like, uh, with, yeah, with most everybody, I'm sure people are talking, um, to teams, like if they're a legit, you know, uh, thought in the draft, um, maybe like it's maybe, you know, everybody kind of talks to scouts, but I'm assuming like the first top top round guys are talking to you know even more scouts, but you'll kind of get a a gist of like what teams like you like you and um, you know there's not going to be any that necessarily don't like you if they're gonna if they're reaching out and talking to you, but you know you'll kind of get to get a feel of who likes you the most and actually like uh, almost a year before the draft, I told my dad that I thought the Padres were going to take me. Really? And so yeah, so I kind of I I talked to a lot of different people and from there and um you know they really did their you know research i guess i could say like they really got to know me and my background and stuff so i kind of you know along with a few teams which i really can't even remember it's been almost two years but you know them with along with a few teams i thought were definitely uh interested so uh yeah you kind of like i said you kind of get an idea to say the least yeah, for sure. It's always an interesting question that we like to to ask prospects that get drafted because it's it's an interesting experience all around, and you know, from from multiple players. So 
Um, it's yeah. always that's always cool to hear. Now, mm-hmm. you, you already kind of answered this question to a little bit, but um, um, the transition from the minor league from assuming from high school to the minor leagues, especially with all the craziness and you being drafted during you know the the COVID year or the first mm-hmm. COVID year. I hate to say that we're in the third COVID year at this point, <laughs> but uh, the first COVID year would be wrong. To, yeah. Um, so was it really just the, you know, obviously it's still baseball. You're still going through, you know, all the routines of, of baseball day to day, but was it really just the mental side of things? And, a, and a, that was the biggest adjustment for you from high school to the minor leagues? Probably because, you know, you're just, you get around a lot of, uh, you know, legit guys that you might not be used to being around that often. And so it's, it's definitely like a challenge, right? When you get there right away, it's like, you want to go hundred percent, hundred percent on everything. And it's like, the reality is you don't, you know, you don't have it. You, you got to kind of pick and choose, you know, uh, throughout even like a day, you know, even like a practice day, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what, what you're going to exert, like your, your most energy on that you have. So it was like the, that that's the biggest thing, but it, I mean, that's mental too. It's like telling myself like, okay, like I don't have to, you know, come out and prove myself with everything I do. I can kind of, be be smart about it but also definitely get my work in and so yeah it, it's physical physically too just because like right out of high school i i know like i immediately kind of noticed that i needed to get stronger you know a little mm-hmm. bit stronger and i was i was strong but you know there's always that you see the guys and for me you know i'm always like i'm not really saying a whole lot you know um when i'm around you know, I'll, you know, joke around and stuff like that, but I'm always like comparing myself to guys, not even in a bad way, just like, all right, you know, where am I stacking up against different guys? Um, so I'm always, I'm kind of doing that. So I kind of am aware of, you know, what I should be doing and what I shouldn't be doing, you know? So. Yeah. That, that was one thing I was, I wanted to ask as well, because I, I seem I, I've been following your, your season this past year and, and it seemed mm-hmm. like you did get you know stronger as the season progresses. So that was like an active thing you were trying to work on throughout the season. Yeah. And, uh, we had, you know, we had certain testing that we did for workouts, you know, a couple times throughout the season, just to, to make sure they knew where our strength numbers were at. Mine were actually stronger throughout the year. And like you're saying, it kind of, I think that definitely helped translate to the field, um, the physical part of it, but, but yeah, it was just like me, me, uh, knowing that like in my mind me knowing that it's like all right then i have no reason to slow down you know like i'm gonna gonna keep this going and um my thing has always been consistency and i I, you know i think that's what makes a specifically a hitter but any but any player any athlete i mean just consistency and that means like from injury and stuff like that obviously you got freak stuff that happens but um i think a lot of that stuff can be avoided uh just with being smart and on the field and off the field uh, with, with how you're stretching and stuff like that, but just, you know, consistency, that's what I've been about. So. Yeah, certainly consistent on the field as well. Great numbers this Thank season. You. Thank and you. That's, yeah. Impressive debut. And we, as you mentioned, the strength of the power numbers really came this year. Great to mm-hmm. see, obviously with a good average so that kind of ties in, but you know, what would you say the biggest strength and weaknesses of your game right now? <laughs> Yeah, I would uh I don't know. I maybe getting a little specific on the weaknesses just because I like to I like to you know, I'm my, I'm my own worst critic, so <laughs> we all are. That's so, you know, I could I could say everything, you know, but uh <laughs> but um you know, I'm definitely 
I definitely feel probably most confident at the plate, you know? Um, so I'd say that's, that's my number one strength, um, is just my, uh, my, pre the presence at the plate and it's only getting better and I'm super, super confident on that. And, um, you know, it's going to be fun to, to keep progressing that, but, uh, I'd say, you know, really, I, I would say every part, any part of my game could be a strength, but at times during the season, like, uh, I feel like I slowed up base running wise. I, I wouldn't say, you know, my, my numbers were pretty good, but I would honestly say that's a, you know, that's one of, I think it could be so much better. So I think I would classify maybe, uh, you know, put my base running in as a weakness if you, if I'm answering the question, just because <clears throat> I think there's a lot more. I, I had, I had 30, 30 bags around there. I think I only got thrown out like five times. Um, a couple times of those were at third. Uh, so I could definitely get better at that. Um, of course, like I said, any part of my game, I'm always working on all of it, but I would say I would, uh, there'd be a couple other people that would agree with me as the base running would probably, you know, get a little bit better, a little bit smarter. Gotcha. Yeah. The one, one thing I really going back to the off, offensive side of things, like you mentioned, the one thing I, I really was impressed by with, with you this past season is you 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 could get on base, you know, via base hit. You know, obviously you hit three oh two this year, but you also mm -hmm. drew a lot of walks as well. So you know, it wasn't just solely putting the bat on the ball. You were able to work the count and you know, work mm -hmm. deep counts and get on base. There, that was definitely uh, impressive, at least from my perspective, to see Thank you have yeah. that high that high walk rate right off the bat. Yeah, uh, down was... there in Lake Elsinore. Yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just making the making the pitchers pitch. You know, I think it's uh, you know, getting the most out of, you know, or what's the best way to say it? I think it's just making these pitchers throw everything they got. You know, and the kitchen sink. You know, as they would say, like <laughs> just everything. Like making them pitch, making them work. And I think I I worked a lot of deep counts. Got got a lot of them to two two and three two. And you know, mm -hmm. obviously going up and rising through the minor leagues and eventually the big leagues, it's only going to get harder, but you know, from where I was, I think just making them throw their best pitch and knowing that just, just one time wasn't going to be enough. You know, they're going to have to throw their best pitch multiple times and pitch to eight other guys. So it's like, just with that mindset, you know, just being a, trying to be a dog up there and um, controlling the at bat, you know, uh, that, that, that was the main thing. That's a great answer. Uh, now, more of a more of a personal question. Now, you, you grew up in Tennessee, which is, you know, kind yeah. of geographically, it's kind of like in the middle of a lot of, you know, major league teams, you know, whether <laughs> north, south, east or west. Who when you, when you growing up, even right now, who were you a, a fan of in the major leagues? Yeah, see, I really didn't. And to be completely honest, I, I, I didn't really have a team. Uh, but I will say that um, we got a lot of. Uh, I don't know. I, we got a lot of, I know my dad would turn on like Braves games, you know, maybe some Cardinals games, Reds games. Like we got, we got a lot of those games here and uh, really didn't like watch outside of that really. So I, I started liking following up with the uh, players more than teams. Like I, mm -hmm. I liked them from all. I, I loved Albert Pelos. Uh, uh, growing up when I, when he was speaking with, my language, <laughs> yeah, he was like one of my, even with, you know, right-handed hitter, first baseman, you know, I used to play a little first base, but mainly outfield, like not a whole lot in common between me and him, but he was my first or probably my favorite player besides, uh, Chipper Jones. And then, you know, Freddie came up and debuted and loved him and he's been great ever since. And like, you know, 
just hitters. And then as I got a little bit older and guys started like saying like, oh, you could be like this guy, you could be like this guy. Then it was like, okay, I started, you know, paying attention to Yelich and then Bellinger and, you know, those, those guys and Seager and started paying attention to some, some lefties, but yeah, <clears throat> I'm more of a player guy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You said some, some names here that are near and dear to both Chris and I, I know Chris, Chris <laughs> yeah. is an Atlanta guy. He lives in South Carolina. I live oh, up okay. in Maine, but I loved Albert Pujols, you know, from, from oh, a young yeah. age. He's always been one of my favorites of all times watching yeah. the way he conducted himself in the box and mm-hmm. how he, uh, you mentioned how he was in control of like every at bat made the pitchers, you know, pitch to him. So right. yeah, I right. loved watching Pujols as well. And, as and that, and that's also why I loved uh, big poppy so much. It's because oh, yeah. he kind of had that swagger to him, but yeah. Everybody knew when he stepped in the box, you know, everybody knew what time it was. It was his time. It wasn't the pitcher's time. So I uh, admired that about him. Like, that's definitely something like if if you if I can feel it through the TV, you know, his presence, it's like that pitcher definitely knows, too. You know, so uh, Prince Fielder, same way, you know, those guys. So. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Well, you mentioned kind of going back and forth, doing some things at home, also at the complex. Is there any specific thing that you're working on right now as far as your game? And if so, are those things the the organization wants you to work on or they kind of let you do your thing? Like they they let you kind of free flow and you do what you think's best. Yeah. I don't think they've tried to change too much about me um, just, just yet. I don't know if I've given anything like a, you know, a reason, um, to be changed like significantly, but, but I will say that they do, like, I, I really do appreciate the the work that the, you know, those, those guys, those analytics guys and the coaches too, uh, put into, you know, some of my plans that I got and like, um, I'm, I'm really trying to clean up a part of my swing that might not be, uh, super visible. Like if you compared two videos side by side, um, one with the adjustment and one without, but like my, my, uh, back shoulder or my back elbow so like Mm -hmm. the entrance to the to the zone i think it could definitely be a little a little cleaner and uh they've kind of had some analytics behind that that support that but um i think uh, a lot of it is is like this season showed me that i got i got a lot of power to the opposite field but i've always throughout my childhood i've always had power to my pool side too and um I think how my swings developed, I think my, I kind of got a little lazy with my back elbow. And I think over the season, my hands are quick enough to get away with some stuff, but I think it, uh, it kind of preset my power, if that makes sense to, to kind of that left center, left field area, just because of the way I was swinging. So I think it's just as simple as that. And, uh, and I think that's going to allow me to unlock, you know, my full power potential, um, so um you know just kind of working on that and then and then making sure my arms in shape making sure i'm in shape making sure my cardio is better than what it's been you know and other than that just keeping up with everything just being a pro about everything and not you know because you could you could focus on one thing or, or two things that you really need to focus on and then lose sight of everything else you know and it's like well that doesn't really do you any good it's like it's it's either everything or nothing you know so Right. So, so analytics are, how, how do you factor in analytics? Are you a big analytical guy or is is that something you're, you're not quite into? Well, I would have, if you would have told me, asked me in high school, I would have said, I'm not, no, not necessarily like not a fan, but yeah, I wasn't really into it at all, but I I do. I've learned it's like one thing is like those numbers won't lie, 
So you can try to like justify them any way you want to, but I think it's, you know, it's, it definitely exposes you even whether it's in a good way or a bad way. Like, so I've learned to like, uh, I don't take it up there to the box with me, even really to the cage with me. Like I'm letting it flow because I don't want to think about too much stuff, but, um, you know, and, and part of my, part of my game is just keeping it simple, you know, in terms of hitting. So, but, uh, I don't try to think about it, but off the field stuff, like when I'm, you know, when I'm on our, our dashboard that they put up with us and I'm watching video of my season and stuff, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at that stuff. Like I'm wanting to know, you know, I'm not really deep in the launch angle and stuff like that maybe yet, but, uh, but I'm exit velo, like those numbers, like the velo, the pitchers, like some of the, some of the pitchers, uh, analytics that they have on their pitches like i'm interested in for sure and i think it's uh, helpful for any hitter whether they want to admit it or not i think maybe some guys uh some guys operate fine without it um but for me it's like throughout the season it's like new a new pitcher comes up and i might be asking all right you know pat was my hitting coach pat sullivan he was he was great um and he i would say hey pat you know what's what's his fastball velo He'd be like, oh, he throws 95. And I'd be like, all right, that's all I need to know. It's, you know, sort of thing. So I, I, I use them, but I keep it simple for sure. Yeah, as I always love getting, you know, different players' perspectives on that because obviously, as, as you know, there's like not one way to attack hitting. You know, some guys will be super into analytics and that's great and that can work for them. Others maybe don't use it at all. Maybe they're a little more old school and that can work as well. So, and there's also various levels in the, in the middle of those two ends of the spectrum too, so. I always love uh, getting that answer from people because it's 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 very interesting, especially with how analytics have really kind of <laughs> sprung up more and more over the last you know handful of years or so. Yeah, um, and I, I think it's just I think a lot of it's just been like just I guess I guess the analytics guys just figuring out new stuff, and there's just it's just gotten better and better every year. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I know you only have one year under your belt at the professional level, but maybe who you know, you don't have to give like one specific answer if you don't have one but maybe who was one or a couple really tough pitchers that you faced this past year uh yeah so the names i can remember because i know i mean there's 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 a there's a lot for sure but (laughs) um my buddy kyle harrison he pitched on uh san jose's team uh with the giants but uh lefty he was all around uh mid 90s you know really good slider and i faced him in high school and like seeing how much he's developed is really like mm. I'm, I'm proud of the guy for sure and he was my roommate for uh team usa over in korea and stuff so oh nice yeah he's so he was definitely tough to face uh you know there's a lot of uh see i'm getting i'm getting names mixed up there's a guy <laughs> i believe he was from actually actually i don't want to mess it up so i'm not going to say but there's a couple guys from the quite a bit of guys for the Dodgers that were really legit. Um, uh, the, the giants had a really good pitching. They had this, uh, this Ragsdale guy. Yeah. I think that, I believe that was his name. Maybe Carson, Carson Ragsdale. Yep. Carson Ragsdale. Yeah. He was really good. Uh, and I actually had a, a, a home run off of him that they said went foul by like five feet down the oh. line. Yeah, my bullpen was uh, – they were waving it fair, so the umpire just went with it. And it was actually – it was really funny. So, I don't know <laughs> if it actually went foul, but uh, if if it did, I, I apologize because I was a great at-bat. And he's a, <laughs> he's a really solid pitch uh, pitcher. So, but yeah, those, you know, some of those guys – and I apologize for – I can't think of the names, but 
there's there's uh, definitely a list. And when I got up to uh, high A, it was it, they definitely there's definitely some legit guys for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, a lot yeah. a lot of good talent for sure. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite memory so far as a professional? Well, I would say just just you know a personal memory that was cool was uh, it was our first home series this year, and I actually it would have been a lot cooler if it was a home run, but, uh, we were down by two, I think, or yeah, we were down by two and the bases were loaded and I hit a double and we, uh, all three runs score. We walked it off and the, there wasn't really anybody, you know, it, people had left, uh, during the game and stuff. And like, obviously like, you know, low A attendance, like we're not, we're not selling out games and stuff, you know, but like the team was getting hype and I think it was, a. Uh, you know, it was really early in the season and it, it was, it was cool for us. And it showed, I think that we were, we were having a lot of fun. So, and it yeah. just re- kind of reminded me like how fun it really was, you know, and uh, kind of had an off day to s- sit on that. And it was cool. And, you know, it definitely kind of paved the way for the season for me, at least uh, yeah. confidence wise, everything, you know, talent, yeah. skill, everything. Sure. Yeah. One big moment like that, take you a long way. So that's, that's for sure here. I mean, sure. and that, that's what we all dream about when, when we're in the backyard as a kid, you know, playing, playing ball, just like, you know, bases loaded, bottom of the ninth, you know, that, that's what we all dream about. So having that moment yeah. kind of come true, you know, for you, uh, sure. even, if it's, even if it's just in you know, low A ball, but yeah, that, that's yeah. always, that's always fun. For sure. For sure. It's still, you know, you still celebrate it. Like it's a world series every time, you know, you see Absolutely. it even on, even with like, even 10 year old, 12 year olds, you know, it's, so it's great. Yeah. Still yeah. reminds you that everybody's still a kid of some sort <laughs> having fun. Yeah. Spe- especially in this game where, yeah. you know, you, you start playing when you're four years old playing T ball. So uh, yeah, that's, that's one of the many, many things I love about baseball. Sure. Uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up with this question here. Obviously, <laughs> you know, major league baseball is in a lockout. Hopefully everything, everything is fine and they get back on track. But for mm-hmm. you uh, at the minor league level, what are some, maybe it's one goal or multiple, what are some goals you have for this upcoming season? For me, uh, a goal is going to be hit 300 again, for sure. Uh, I would say, I mean, we can get deeper and deeper. I don't want to get like too like, like uh, narrowed down into goals because I don't even, I don't necessarily know. I haven't set all of them yet for the season, but I would say just, I, I want to, I definitely want to win and I definitely want to be above 500 at, at the least. Like I want to definitely be on like a legit team. And I think with the talent that the prospects organization has, and uh, I don't think that in all, I believe it's four uh, minor league season, whatever you want to call it, full season uh, uh, affiliates, all of four of them finished below 500 this season. But I don't think, you know, looking on the, looking on the, uh, at the numbers, you know, it's not great, but we got a lot of talent. And, uh, yeah. So I think that's definitely a possibility. And I want to, I want to do that first and foremost. And then personally, and then win whatever, you know, championship, whatever it is, you know, and definitely want to do that. Like, uh, because I mean, that's what you come out and show up for. So, um, but, uh, then me personally, I definitely want to hit. Uh, 200 or 300 not 200 please. <laughs> definitely want to hit 300 and you know i 
I want to get, I want to hit a little bit more home runs, but I'm not going to get home run happy. So I don't want to set a number or anything. I kind of just want to let it happen. But mm-hmm. you know, my, my whole thing's just been just hit, it just hit the ball hard. And my dad's always said, and I know it didn't come from him, but you know, you hit the ball hard, good things are going to happen. But I really do believe that. And, you know, they're getting so specific with the analytics nowadays. It's like you get rewarded with a lot of things, you know, uh, for a lot of things. If, if you just hit the ball hard and, and, and do that sort of thing and just, and just, uh, rely on your uh, skills and your talent and your training. Like if, as long as you do that, you know, so, um, but other than that, I want to be, I want to get even better uh, in the field. Uh, that's definitely a main goal, but I don't, I don't know how I haven't dove all that deep into my, uh, this past year's uh, defensive stats. So I, I don't know. I need to set like a number on something, maybe fielding percentage or something. Cause I know I made a few errors. Um, but I definitely want to be legit in the field and uh, throw some dudes out on the bases for sure. <laughs> yeah. Let them know. Let them know that my arms, my arms, definitely a problem if they uh, <laughs> if they want it to be a problem, you know. But uh, but yeah. So that's just basic. I think there's a bunch of little goals I'm probably setting, you know, along the way. But it's just some basic stuff. Yeah. Love yeah. To hear that. Yeah, and, and like you mentioned, there's so much talent in that San Diego organization. Obviously, you, C.J. Abrams, and so many others that we're going to be really excited to watch here in 2022. So uh, we, yeah. we wish you thank the best you. best of luck on this upcoming season. And uh, thank you so much for taking the time, Robert. It was really a pleasure talking with you. I Once again, I appreciate you guys having me on. And uh, no, no problem at all. No yep. problem. Thanks again, man. Best awesome. of luck this coming year. Thank you. Appreciate Thanks, you guys. Take care. All right, that was San Diego Padres outfield prospect Robert Hassel III. Very gracious of his time to talk with us here on this special interview edition of the Fantrax Toolshed. We hope you all enjoyed it. You can follow Chris and I on Twitter. I am at Aircross04. Chris is at RotoClegg. And, of course, follow all of our work at FantraxHQ.com or over on our Patreon. We will be back later this week with some more Dynasty and Prospect Rankings episodes. We'll have Shortstop out on Wednesday and Outfield on Friday. So look forward to those. And until then, everyone take care. Asbury, Methodist Village, and Montgomery County take senior living to the next level, creating extraordinary opportunities for a fulfilling future. Work your brain and body in our new wellness center. Stroll our expansive campus and 17-acre nature preserve. Stay sharp with our resident-run college and find so many new ways to get involved and make a difference for others. Anticipate more from your retirement. Visit asburymethodistvillage.org today. Your future's here. Equal opportunity housing provider. Hey, MEAC fans, it's time to step into a championship. The 2023 MEAC Men's and Women's Basketball Tournament tips off March 8th through the 11th at the Scope Arena in Norfolk, Virginia. Join all the Me action with competitive basketball games, fun theme nights, and fan fests, official after parties, and comedy shows. Tickets are on sale via Ticketmaster, and you can log on to MEACHoops.com for more info. The 2023 MEAC Basketball Tournament. Who will be crowned champion? I love the playoffs. Anything can happen. But the best part? It's like bonus football. And bonus football means betting bonuses with Gambit DC. 
for a limited time, get up to a 57% multi-sport parlay boost on the Gambit DC app, online, or at any Gambit DC retail location throughout the district. It's the most exciting time to be a fan. So make your play and get the whole field advantage with Gambit DC. Limited time offer, terms and conditions apply. Please buy responsibly.